0: And I move back to what happened on Christmas Eve. And we had, wasn't quite a nightmare before Christmas for uh, Nick Mullins and Minnesota. It was two touchdowns with four interceptions, 411 yards, incredibly up and down game uh, from Minnesota. But the Vikings who were very much in the, in the hunt. And if they won that, that match, they'd still be very much in the hunt for uh, a wild card spot, managing to fall to the Detroit Lions, who for the first time since 1993 have managed to top their division. Uh, in terms of how people have been viewing this up north, I'm not quite sure uh, how people in Minnesota are kind of dealing with this. It's it's been a very up and down season for them in terms of their quarterback situation, in terms of how they started, and they seem to kind of jump from purple patch to down patch. This was a close game that they could have won. They didn't manage to win it, and Detroit are the better for it. Uh, how do you how did you look at the, the Lions' win over the weekend?
1: I thought it was a huge win for the um for Jared Goff to be, to be on, and, for, and for Ben Johnson because uh to me Shane like this was a huge test right we talked about it on on the the show the other night in relation to Goff has struggled against pressure like we we all know that and um the the fact is that um Brian Flowers brings more pressure than anyone, and yet Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, who came up with a really good game plan, managed to deal with that. And I thought that was hugely impressive uh, that that they managed to um, to to deal so effectively with that. And look, they they have gone out of their their way to build something there. And Brad Holmes has drafted, and at times they have drafted maybe against the grain a little bit. Um, in terms of what you might you might expect, um, but they they're the guys they have drafted have delivered, and, and I think that is immensely uh, impressive. It is thirty years, thirty years, uh, you know. Um, the NFC it, North didn't even
0: exist back then. It was the NFC Central. By the last time that the Detroit Lions won it, it's an incredibly long time.
1: And I don't know if people have seen the video that the Lions um, put out, uh, kind of to- like this was for Brad Holmes and um for Dan Campbell this was always the timeline as they envisaged it right they they looked at it and yeah there have there have been wobbles okay fine um but you'd have to say that um you know they are the best team in the north th- this year by by far now they're I suppose will they they're not perfect, right? They they need more uh, of a pass rush, and they we have to see how golf does this time around in the playoffs. But I do think you have to be I'm seriously impressed by what this team has managed to to do, and um, I I would say that um, they they are offensively they're so fun to watch they in, in the playoffs they, they may well need it to be a shootout but they are equipped to deal with the shootout uh and and i think um you cannot you all you can do is doff your cap uh the the ben johnson thing like you know the, the reports what well, he was looking for 15 million and then his agent kind of i well why why wouldn't he look for 15 million he has he has made their offense one of the uh, most entertaining in the entire league
0: yeah, and as it stands, the uh if the season were to end today, the playoff matchups would be uh LA Rams at Detroit Lions uh in the NFC in the first round. And obviously the, the, the storylines behind that are, are endless. And when you're talking about a shootout, that's the kind of game which could very well be a, a a battle of offensive wits. What I worry about with the with the Lions is we and we've talked about or I saw a lot about it a lot on the McAfee show that whether it's the new Detroit Lions or the old Detroit Lions, I think there are a few franchises um, that feel like that when, that as soon as the hope starts building up, that some way, they manage to find some way to, to let things, to let things lose. And I'm sure that if a playoff game, or so when a playoff game is played in the Detroit building, I don't know whether that energy around the fans might filter onto the field, that something might slip up, you know, a ball might uh, slip through their hands. Uh, a kick might go awry. Something uh, like that. And we've seen a couple times throughout the season where the Lions have been somewhat patchy. But they end up losing to the Bears before uh, kicking the Broncos. They lose a, a game to the Packers that they probably shouldn't have lost. Yet, there's been a couple of quite big statement wins, even going back to the very first week uh, in Arrowhead Stadium. So, I just wonder whether there there is enough consistency for the Lions to, to keep moving forward and, uh, as we look ahead, the Lions' next game is against the Dallas Cowboys, and I think the Dallas Cowboys is a a great place to to move on to next. Uh, the, the Cowboys playing against the Detroit, or sorry, the Miami Dolphins uh, on on Christmas Eve. It was a a battle between two teams who were at the same time fighting for the top seed and also could easily slip and and lose out in their uh, own Eastern divisions. And after the Eagles won yesterday, it seems that the Eagles are probably the Favorite the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys again found another way to, to, to lose and Cowboys fans were, are uh, quite worried about the play calling abilities um, of McCarthy. Uh, it's it, it was the kind of game where uh, both teams ha- had ways to win and both teams had ways to lose. When you're looking at the the Dallas Cowboys now, I'm not sure whether their obviously their home record is a hell of a lot better than they were, are, than their away record. There's a lot of fans of teams in in the NFC who are wondering whether or not by the time that they they get to play the Dallas, whether they have a good chance of winning. I don't know how much you can trust these Cowboys team, this Cowboys team to come out and put on a good performance. What's probably going to end up happening by the time you get to the playoffs is when they get to the first week, they'll find some way to beat them by 20 points, and by the time they get to the second week, they'll find some way to slip and mess it up. Uh, like on offense, they were patchy, as much as the uh, as the. As the uh, much of the, as the, the dolphins weren't always on top of their game either, And now the the cowboys have to face the uh, have to face the lions and have to face the commanders, which again is a bit of a banana skin game. I'm not quite sure how much we can fully ex- expect from from these guys. It's it's another typical cowboy season that once they build up momentum, once they, they find a way to look like they could be connecting for a Super Bowl, they will find some way to let it slip. And this game in in Miami was one way that they really let it
1: slip. Yeah, um I mean I suppose Shane for for me things got a little bit out of out of hand with the the Cowboys talk, which it, it very often can. Um they they're a huge market and you have to you have to take all of these things into uh consideration when you are um you know looking at um at at Add all the stuff that's out there, right? I suppose but by that, I mean the media landscape is now, you know, heavy, it's content dependent, right? I don't know if people have seen that clip of George Santos saying, you can't make me go away because you can't. You want the content. You all want the content. Everyone wants the Cowboys content, right? So when the Cowboys are good, everyone hypes them up because they know what this means. People will buy into it so that they can laugh at the Cowboys when things go poorly. And and that is how the the media landscape is, is driven. I mean, you have have your man and um, Emmanuel Nacho who uh, tweeted last night. We need to have a conversation about Brock Purdy. When literally four days ago, the man said that he would trust Brock Purdy more than Lamar Jackson. Right, but it's all just about hits. It's all about clicks. It's all about getting it out there. It's never about accountability. We talk about players and coaches taking about accountability. People in the media take, need to take accountability. You can get stuff wrong. Nobody has a problem with anyone getting anything wrong. Sometimes that happens. Um, as long as it, uh, I mean, if it's uh, an inherently you know held uh, held belief. But what what you get is you get the hot take merchants out there, and, and I feel that you get that an awful lot with the Cowboys. I never felt like to me it was it was insane when we were talking about Dak as you know MVP. I thought the Cowboys were doing were doing fine. The Cowboys hadn't played or beaten anyone of note. But instead it was all Cowboys for Super Bowl Cowboys MVP Dak MVP and everyone wants to give the plaudits because fans of their team tend to be very passionate. There're plenty of Cowboys fans out there, so people say nice things or put it put it out there um you know and then go ah oh, oh this is this is so unexpected well, why is it unexpected? We saw the 49ers put an awful beat down on the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is their head coach like why is this unexpected why are we surprised that the the Cowboys are where the Cowboys are ever you know no no one expected or should have expected. You know, Mike McCarthy to be this, uh, you know, revolutionary coach the second time around. Well, we've seen him for the past couple of years. The Cowboys can be very good on their day. But ultimately, their day tends to come at home where everything is right, where the script is run, where the crowd is quiet. When they don't have that, they have looked ordinary. And that 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 is the reality. I still think they can be a good team. Would, would would you put them in the tier of the the 49ers would you put them in the tier of the the the, re, the really good AFC teams who so I think you have to include the dolphins within that I think you have to include the the ravens within that I don't put them there and um I think that they they now I, I, it was interesting the the um, um, football GM podcast on The Athletic in fairness to Randy Mueller who's a former GM in the league talked about his piece about the Chargers last week a few weeks ago he had done a piece and he kept saying the Cowboys should get the DAC extension done now they should get the DAC extension done they've got this run of games they're easy enough um, they're winning DAC is playing really well if they get this done fans are going to be really happy Instead, what, what happens is the Cowboys go on a skid, like unless they go on to the Super Bowl, you have to say that's pretty unlikely. The Dak contract is going to come off the back of Cowboys fans feeling frustration. And, you know, what, what is, is, what's Dak's agent going to look for? Is they going to look for another kind of shorter term deal, three, four years so they can maximize it again? so it, it it's just going to be very interesting to to see but you would have to have concerns for this cowboys team on the road and the fact that you know the bills in particular have shown a way that you can get get at them and um so i, I think it's not just the um the uh, the the offense that is stuttering it's the the defense as well like yeah, Ma- Micah Parsons is being held on every, almost every play. Look, absolutely, Cowboys fans. like You can see that, you know, um, but that's a separate issue. That's an officiating issue. But the the, re- the fact of the matter is that the rest of the defense is not living up to it in a way that you want them to, to do it. You could see the way in which the Dolphins were able to exploit that. And I think Mike McDaniel, Shane, deserves an, immense uh, credit, right, because... Um, they, they went out, they heard what people were saying, that they hadn't won a big game, um, and they wanted to put a marker down, and they put a marker down. And you could see the way in which he exploited matchups uh, time and time again uh, in order to to get them over the line. And they're dealing with an awful lot of injuries uh, that that would be a concern for the, the Dolphins. But they're finding a, a way to win, and that game against um, the, the Bills in Week 18 could be a cracker.
0: Yeah, I, I do one quick thing on the Cowboys for a move on. I think what they're really missing is the creativity and the rootlessness to really finish off games. What I, what lives in my memory is when they played Philadelphia in Philadelphia, that was a game the Cowboys should have won. That was a team that that was in a position that we could say, okay, we're, we're ready to be Super Bowl champions. They need to go into Philadelphia and get that done. They had every chance to get a touchdown, to get the winning score, and they never really had to do it. I don't think there's actually enough in their playbook to be like, okay, this is what we can bank on. This is something very different that we can... That we can bring to the table to do something that no other team is doing, or to do something that they maybe wouldn't have done in the first half of the game when things are a bit more choreographed. And I think that that's one of the main things that's holding the Cowboys back, I and mean, that has to really fall uh, on McCarthy's door. And in relation to the Dolphins, before we move on uh, quickly, like I said, Mike MacDial is doing an incredible job, and you have to credit the Dolphins. Uh, they've every team they've played against where they've needed to beat them, or the teams they've been expected to beat, they've they've gone on and done it. And this is the first game where they've played against a team that's above 500 and managed to get it done. Doesn't matter. There was only about two points. Doesn't matter. If the Cowboys, you know, if things were different, could have got it done. Doesn't matter. They managed to find a way to seal it. And considering how fast things turned around in Miami the last time they were wearing teal uh, against the, the the Tennessee Titans, uh, that is a quite a, a good character development from this Miami team, where I think they have a lot of really good players and really good people inside that, that dressing room. What's really going to be difficult is the fact that they have to play against the Ravens in Baltimore and then, like you say, in the the final week against the Buffalo Bills, which is going to be an absolute cracker. I hope that's put on prime time. Uh, Moving on. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do vote with your fingers and rate, review or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review and every additional subscriber makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you and to interact with NFL fans on our social channels wherever you're listening in the world, so please do get in touch.